There we go. We've got things under control now. All right, guys. 30 days of dedication. And what is the day today? Anyone can tell me. Doran, always the first one now these days. Doran is always one of the first saying hello. So hello to you, Doran. Hello to you, Doran. Um, who else is here? Make yourselves known. Let's see who, who let's see who else is um who else is here at the moment. Who is here? Who is here? Who is around? All right. Finally back, Yash Evan Yashmov. Love it, love it. Always back, always around. Pierre Nicoloid. Nicoloid, come over and say hi, my man. I'm giving I'm gonna give you microphone permission. That means you can say whatever you want to say. You can say whatever you want to say. All right. Sharak is always late. Sharak, every time you're late. If I was a coach, I'd put you on the bench. Put you with the reserves, even though we've talked so much about being on time. You're always a late one. If you're always a late one, what does that mean? Maybe you just don't want it enough. Maybe you don't care about what you learn in these things. And yeah. Hmm. No, but but in, in all fairness, Sharak, you're right as well. And this is true. Not today. We didn't do it today. Um, but that's not to single you out, okay? It's always, it's always others. Um, so, so who, who do we got? Who do we got right now? Who do we got? Mario. All right, guys, you're, you've just tuned into the most important thing happening on Instagram live right now. Um, there are no more important Instagram lives for you to watch. There's nothing more important for you to watch right now in this moment than this very 30 days of dedication webinar podcast content you know why you know why with my japanese bottle here you know why because if you want to if you want to make it if you want to get better then you got to you got to stay consistent you got to come to these things every day so you guys that are here right now you're doing the right thing but if you swipe away if you swipe away to see your crush's next story if you to see if your crush has uploaded their next story or uploaded a post or replied to your message. You know why? Because you're going to miss out in what you're going to learn here and what you can apply to reach your goals. Because who here has a crush? Who here's a, <laughs> why am I even saying this? Who here, who here has a, has a crush? Uh, who? <laughs> what? Anyway, but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's it's just the it's just the truth. Um, so, all right, we're going to get into today's presentation, which is um, <clears throat> the title sounds boring, but in fact, it's like the most important thing. It's called the importance of goal setting. Um, now, let's not talk about this boring title. The importance of goal setting is really like this. Okay. Um, without a goal, you can't score. Like if you, if you have a goal to people talking about their crushes in here, um, if you have a goal to get a girlfriend, um, <laughs> or a boyfriend, then chances are then, you know, within a certain time, time period, um, you will get a girlfriend, you will get a boyfriend unless you're a gi. Um, <laughs> what? Look at gi over there being sneaky. What? Um, but it's, it's the truth. If you have a goal in mind of what you want to achieve, then things come to you. There's um, a certain power that they call the law of attraction. Okay. Once you manifest in your, in your mind, in your head, like what it is that you really want, then things come to you. Um, 
and I've experienced this myself. Not that I've read too much about the law of attraction, but I, I do feel that when you have a very clear vision in mind of in, in what you want in your life, what you want to achieve as a goal, then things just like come to you in ways which you just don't, don't expect at all. It just kind of, it just happens. Um, by the way, wow, I think I got a tan today in the sun. Um, but it, it, it's, it's the truth. Like, like w when you have a very clear vision in your mind of, of what it is that you want to do, um, things just come to you and it's a, it's a weird, a weird thing in the world. Uh, like I'm not, I'm not exactly too religious. Um, I don't go to church. I don't, you know, I don't really think too much about religion or whatever. I don't think too much about higher powers or whatever, but I, I, I do believe in this, like, like somehow when you've got a specific goal in mind, somehow the universe or the world makes it come true if you put your all into it. Um, I can tell you with a hundred day challenge, like when I did the hundred day challenge, how many times this happened where things kind of just fell in place, but you would never expect when or where these things would come. You just kind of, you kind of hoped it will come and you put, you put everything on the line. You like did everything in your power to, to make it happen, but you never knew if it would happen or not. Um, and, and, and then it does. So, so, so this is about how do you reach your goals and why you need to reach your goals. So, um, let's, let's get into the next, next part. <laughs> Sharok says, who's your girlfriend football? My God. Uh, Sharok. We're gonna we're gonna need to <laughs> uh, far out. All right. Um, now I want to ask you guys a question. Everybody who's watching right now, I'm gonna call out your names if you're doing it or not. Um, who here knows where they want to be in ten years' time? And in 10 years, write out to me, like literally write it out to me now. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to know you, like I'm going to remember the, your, you guys' names, the people that actually write this down. What is your 10 year goal? And as crystal clear, like in a sentence or two, what is it? Um, what is your 10 year goal? Where do you want to be in 2029? In 2029, where do you want to be? Like picture it, say it out to me what is it and here are the responses i'm getting already um luke 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 still still 11 luke says footballer so it's great great you want to be a footballer in 10 years you probably are a footballer already but it doesn't it doesn't say much like like it's not specific enough um doesn't doesn't really paint a picture of what you want to be, you know, where you want to be, how you want to be perceived. <clears throat> but let's let's go to other ones here. Daniel says, my goal is to play in Ajax. So Daniel's 10-year goal is to play in Ajax, all right? Doran says to play in the Premier League, all right? Absol says, I want to be a professional footballer in my – and here's a good answer, guys. This is a very good answer. This is what I mean by if you can't – if you can't articulate your goal exactly in the shape, in the form that you want it to be, like in as crystal clear, specific detail as possible, then you can't visualize it, okay? If you say, I want to play football, um, then to me, if I'm visualizing I want to play football in 10 years and I'm just visualizing playing football at a park in in five minutes away from me playing football in a park, like that's how I envision, well, in 10 years I want to play football. When, when Daniel says, <clears throat> my goal is to play in Ajax, by the way, I'm not criticizing you guys. I'm just, just trying to illustrate um, how specific you should be, especially if you're new to this. This, is, this isn't easy. So Daniel says, um, my goal is to play in Ajax. So it's like, all right. So in 2029, you want to play in Ajax. So like which team? Do, do you want to play in the first team of Ajax? Do you want to play in the reserves? Do you want to play... Um, in the starting 11? Do you want to be on the bench? Do you just want to be in the squad? What position are you playing? Um, you know, how do you feel like how, and <clears throat> these are the things you got to keep in mind about being specific as possible. So it can't just be my goal is to play in Ajax. It's got to be 
My goal is to be Ajax's um, left winger. I'm going to be Ajax's left winger in 2029. And, and um, I'm going to be living in Amsterdam. This is what my life is going to be like. I'm going to be, this is what my, um, my training is going to look like. This is what my lifestyle is going to look like. I'm going to be going to this training ground every day. I'm going to have this, these kind of relationships with these players. So um, in that IX changing room, I'm going to be um, one of the leaders in that dressing room. I'm going to be a captain or um, you know what I mean? You got, you got to be specific. You got to be specific. You got to have a clear visualization a picture in your mind of what it is you're going to be, what type of player you're going to be. Um, you got to visualize these things and the clearer you visualize it, the more, more clarity you have in, and where do you want to go? Like what target you have? What's your dream? And the more you dream that dream, the more every day it becomes closer to becoming a reality. Cause you put, put in that work, you think about that dream, put in that work, think about that dream, put in that work until over, over a number of like years, it, it becomes, um, it becomes a reality. Um, and visualization is, is what we talk about. Um, I've been preaching a lot of, Rio Ferdinand recently. Um, just as a reiteration, I uh, I talked a little a lot about Rio Ferdinand yesterday, um, but here it is for for you guys who don't know. Again, I brought out the correct book this time, and this is the the two sides one. Um, this is the the two sides one, right? Like, boom. Rio Ferdinand is the G O A T. Like you guys throw out too many G O A Ts around here, but this guy. In his era, in his time, even still now, is the GOAT. Um, you have to listen to everything he says. You have to read this book if you really want to understand like what it takes. And not just playing freaking Fortnite and FIFA, which is what, what all, all of you guys, what so many of you guys are doing over this Easter break, is wasting your time playing Fortnite and FIFA, which won't teach you anything. But you, you traded that time you played on Fortnite and FIFA and any game or freaking spent time spent on your Instagram and you read this, wow, would that be 3,000 times more valuable than anything you watched? Even this. <coughs> Bless me. Excuse me, but this is the truth, man. Come on. Oh. So, oh, okay. Afsul says I just downloaded two it's an ebook, brilliant, love it. That's it. But talking about goals, guys, um, why why did I bring up Rio Ferdinand? Rio Ferdinand had had this this goal in mind. He was setting goals ever since he was the age of, of 13, 14. Um he was playing for he, he wanted to be the best in every single encounter you came across in. Okay. So he grew up in like a council estate in uh, in Peckham in London. Um, and Rio was playing in the local, like in the, the kind of the field next to his house. And in that field, little like five aside thing next to his house, he'd always want to play against the older players. Cause he knew the older players were bigger, stronger, faster than him. And he thought, okay, the only way I'm going to, going to make it as a professional footballer is if I keep challenging myself against bigger, faster, better players than I am. Um, and that was his goal. He wanted to play in the Premier League. Um, he wanted to play for a big club. Um, and he knew that in, in order to do that, he had to play against bigger, better, faster players. So he had this goal. He was doing that. Once he got into West Ham United's academy, he wanted to be the best there. Now, he was in the same squad as Frank Lampard, as Joe Cole, as Michael Carrick. Um, um, and obviously, they became... They all ended up becoming um, England players, England legends, some of them. Um, but you look back to to why, and it's all because they were driven. They all had goals. Um, they were playing in West Ham United's academy. Rio Ferdinand wanted to be the best, so he made his first team debut for West Ham. And then once he made his uh, first team debut for West Ham, what did he do? You know, he was in London. He was making a lot of money. He was only 19, 20 years old. Um, 19, 20, 21 years old, playing for West Ham United, playing in the English Premier League, um, taking advantage of Engli 
London's nightlife and, you know, he was going to clubs and parties and whatever and just celebrating, um, you know, where he got to in, in that stage of his life. But making it to that West Ham level wasn't enough for him. So when that off, he had an offer, guys, when he was 21, I think, 21, 22, offer that Leeds United, who at the time were playing the Premier League, Leeds United came knocking on the door and said, Rio, we want you to sign for Leeds United. Rio was like, all right, uh, maybe. And then he got an offer. He also had an offer from Chelsea. Um, big money offer, big offer. Chelsea Football Club, um, probably at that time a bigger side than, uh, than Leeds. Um, definitely a bigger side than um, West Ham. But Rio was like, all right, what should I do? Because, But Rio had this goal in mind that he wanted to become the best. He wanted to play for England. He wanted to do better. So he, had, he asked himself, what's the better option, Leeds or London? And if you guys don't know where Leeds is, um, it's a bit up north. It's not as pretty and fun as London is. It's, a sm- it's definitely much smaller. It's, um, London is where all the fun's at, where all the, you know, the club's at, where the party's at, where you can really enjoy um, the fruits of being a footballer because, you know, there's everything you can do here. Anything you want, you can do in London. But he thought to himself, okay, where am I going to grow the most as a footballer? And he thought, you know what, I got I to gotta distra- get myself out from the distractions away from London, away from the clubs, the parties, the girls here, all that. And I got to get myself to Leeds so I can just work on my game and grow there. And it's funny, like um, he went to Leeds United. He ended up um, going for a meeting with the manager and asking the manager, actually not the manager, but the CEO at the time. He asked the CEO like, okay, like, hey, what's up? And, And the CEO started talking about, well, Rio, we're going to offer you this much money. Um, we're gonna, you're going to be rich. You're going to be even more rich. You're going to be, you know, great. Blah blah blah. And Rio was like, didn't even care about money. At least that's what he said in his book. He's like, I don't care about the money. I just, I don't care about that stuff. I want to speak to the manager. With all due respect, I want to speak to the manager, not the CEO. I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> um, so Rio was talking to the manager, and. All the questions Rio asked to the manager was like, you know, um, how are you going to improve me? How am I going to become a better player? What are your what are your ways you think you're going to grow me as a player? And that's all Rio's questions were. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about um, will I get a car or a house or whatever. It's like, no, I just want to improve, develop, and just get become a better footballer. And he had the humility and the, the humbleness to do that at age 21, 20, um, he was transferred to Leeds United for 18 million pounds, which made him the world's most expensive defender. Um, maybe not the world, sorry, but th- Britain, like UK, England, um, most expensive defender at that time, 18 million pounds. And he went over to Leeds. He ended up becoming the captain within a couple of months. Okay, think of that: 20-year-old, 21-year-old becoming a captain. Um, and he took him to the to the semifinals of the Champions League. Now, this is the Champions League, guys. Like, you guys might think Ajax is impressive um, or Tottenham, it's impressive to get to the semifinals of the Champions League. But Leeds United at that time in 2000, and, I think 2003, 2002, to get to the to Champions League semifinal that time for, for, for them, that's a huge thing, um, especially for him being captain as well. So... So, but he did that. He was at Leeds for a couple of years and then he got the, the call from Sir Alex Ferguson. So, okay, he became the captain at Leeds United. He became one of the best players at Leeds United. And then Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, Ryan Giggs, um, Wayne Rooney was at the time, um, Nicky Butt, uh, Roy Keane, um, all, these, all these great players at the time were there. And then Sir Alex Ferguson, who obviously now is arguably the greatest manager of all time, calls Rio up and says, hey, we want to sign you. And then what happened? Well, he became the world's most expensive defender, the world's most expensive defender, signed for 30 million pounds, which at the time made him the most expensive signing for a defender. Um, 
and and he moved into Manchester United. And then he'd be in Manchester United's dressing room. I'm just saying everything I read from the book here. This is why I love the book. This is why you gotta you gotta read this thing, guys. Like stop. This is it. This is it. Look at this guy, man. This is it right here about goal setting. So he rocks up into the Man United dressing room for his first training session. And he, he's looking at all the players around him. And he looks at Ryan Giggs and he's like, oh, okay, Ryan Giggs has got five Premier League medals. Um, he looks at David Beckham. Oh, David Beckham's got, you know, three Premier League medals. Um, Paul Scholes, he's got four. Um, Gary Neville, he's got two. You know, he's looking at all these players and he's thinking, oh, I'm an embarrassment because I've come here, most expensive defender, most expensive signing, and I haven't won a single medal. I've won nothing. So he's thinking to himself, okay, it's not just enough to be at Manchester United now. I've got to win trophies. I've got to, I've got to first, I've got to get into starting 11. Um, and I've got to win trophies here. Otherwise, it's an embarrassment. And... He, he would look at all the all the players in the room and, and think to himself that until what happened that season, you know, they won the Premier League. Um, later, they won the Champions League, of course. And at his time over Manchester United, he won six Premier Leagues. He won three League Cups. He won a Club World Cup. He won a Champions League in 2008. And that's what makes him one of the, the greatest defenders of, of all time. Um one of the one one of the greatest probably the greatest center back at least one of the greatest center backs of, of of all time but why because he constantly set himself goals even when he was winning stuff at, at man united it wasn't enough for him to win stuff then he wanted to be the captain all right he wanted to be the captain so he's setting himself goals now that okay i want to be captain and okay, I want to get 50 caps for England, 80 caps for England, 100 caps for England. I want to win the Champions League. And I, and this is the whole thing about how relentless he was, guys, at setting goals. After he won the Champions League in 2008, this is amazing, by the way. It just shows shows to you guys like his character and how much he wanted it, how much he really wanted it. It wasn't enough for him to just become a professional footballer. It wasn't enough for him to just become West Ham United. Uh, Leeds United captain, um, most expensive transfer um, for defender, uh, Manchester United player, Manchester United winner. He wanted to become the captain. And then at the Champions League, when he won the Champions League, okay, which is the hallmark. I mean, once you won the Champions League, I mean, what else do you want to you, – you're set for life, aren't you? You've won the Champions League. You've won probably the, the greatest honor there is to win as a, as a footballer in, in team, um, in club, club football right? Champions League. It is the greatest thing. Maybe even greater than the World Cup um, or equal, you know, but still Champions League. What does he do? Well, after collecting his medal from the winner, winner's podium, there's like a little party going on for the Man United players um, back at the back of the hotel or back in the dressing room or something. And so he goes up to David Gill, who was the um, the chairman of Manchester United at the time. And he goes up to David Gill and well, David Gill, first thing he says is like, oh, congratulations, Rio. Um, you've done amazing. Um, be proud of your achievements today. Uh, you know, enjoy this night. And Rio, the first thing he says is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Who are we going to sign next year? Who are we, we signing, mate? Like, who are we signing over the summer? Who are we signing? And David Gill looks at him like, are you crazy? Like, what's wrong with you? You just won the Champions League. You're already asking who are we going to sign? And Rio's like, yeah, because Ronaldo's gonna leave, isn't he? And 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 um and yeah, this guy's gonna leave. And and yeah, we want to win the Champions League next season as well. Like, so who are we gonna? And he's saying this within an hour or two of winning the Champions League. So think of that. He's just won the greatest achievement there is to win. Yet mentally, he's <laughs> he's not even um he's not even there in that moment. He's not enjoying that present moment. He's already thinking about you know, next season about being there at the stage again, even though he's just climbed a mountain his whole life to get to that level. Um, and that's, that's where there's a famous quote um, that, that many athletes use is that you have to work hard to get where you want to be, but you have to work twice as hard to maintain it. And I think that's why he and so many people show admiration for, you know, 
Ronaldo, Messi, and people who who win consistently because because once once you get to a level that you want to be, it's hard to to remotivate yourself and say, well, okay, I actually want to reach more and more and more. But that's a hallmark of any great athlete, of any athlete that reaches the world class stages. How can you apply that in your own game? It's like it's like um, let's give you an example of Tadiwa. Um, Tadiwa, the way you might apply that mindset, because I know Taddy was about 15 years old. He might make a debut for the under 18s, and then he thinks, "All right, I'm good. I'm in the under 18s. I've you know made my debut here. I'm doing good. I'm doing good for myself." But what Tadiwa could do is say, "You know what? Um, there are thousands of at least a thousand other people that are 15 years old playing in the under 18s, but." Out of that thousand people that are playing in the under 18s and are considered good, I gotta still do more than them. I gotta still um, find a way to differentiate myself from them. So your thinking, your mindset is not in the bracket of okay, in the Tasmania. I'm in the. I forget where you're from, Tadiwa, but you're in Australia, right? So you're in. Oh, was it Tasmania? South Australia? Victoria? Victoria? Okay, Victoria. You're playing for under 18, in the under 18 side. Oh, sorry, Perth. Western Australia, you're playing in under-18s. There's um, five other players in the state that are playing under-18s and they're only 15. Um, but in the world, there's a 1,000. So you're thinking about in the world, like there's a 1,000 others. So how are you going to differentiate yourself? How are you going to – if they're all doing an average of 10 hours a week of work, then you've got to do 15 hours. Um, and this is where that you can't be – you can't be um, – satisfied with where you are right now you got to keep setting targets keep setting goals <clears throat> now that mentality is like it's not easy because i i think if you have that kind of mentality it's got to come natural to you i think you're at a risk of if it doesn't become if it's not a natural thing for you to always set targets always set goals to want it that much like you're going to get into problems mentally um, because you don't, you're actually comfortable or happy with where you're at. And that's completely fine as well. Um, so it, it, it's really a balance about what kind of person are you? Are you, are you really like willing to sacrifice absolutely everything just so you can say you're the best at something or you're the type to say, you know what? Like I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm great. I'm in the top 1% or the top 5% for my level. And, you know, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm satisfied with that. And I'm, I'm happy with this. This is where, you know, this is where it lies for me. Um, yeah. And you're happy with that. That's what you're happy about. So, because the Rio example, like we're talking about, you would just won the Champions League and you're asking yourself that. So mentally, it's literally ingrained in him like from a very early age that I, at all costs, I have to win. I have to be the best. And, and that's the personality he has. That's where he's come from. That's the environment he's come from. And yeah, it's just, you know, that's just one of the things you got to keep in mind because, you know, um, depends the real thing there, guys, is like how bad do you really want it in the end? Um, how bad do you really want it? And Rio Ferdinand, why he's, you know, one of the best players in the world, or he was, was exactly that reason. He set goals all the time and he was relentless in achieving those goals all throughout his career. So... For those of you who, who want to be the next Rio Ferdinand or the next um, number eight for Barcelona, then chances are, or not chances, I mean, you have to have that kind of mindset, that kind of mentality that it's not enough to get in the starting 11. It's not enough to play at the level you're playing at right now, that you have to go one better. You have to do something. You have to go again, better, better, better set another goal it might seem impossible but you got to go for it um and that's hard that's not easy but 
a lot of you guys are young. You got time, and your your true motivations and your true, you know, what you really want is going to come out. So, my advice to you guys is just to keep working hard. Um, stay patient in this journey because you look at Rio Ferdinand. It didn't stop for him once he, you know, reached West Ham. Once he was playing in the Premier League, it took him another ten years to win the Champions League. You know, so from eighteen years old to twenty-eight years old, he still had that ten years before he won the ultimate goal in football, which was win the Champions League. But then that still wasn't enough for him. So when I talk about, or when Train Effective talks about, you know, trust the process, trust this journey, then. When, when we say trust the process, trust this journey, Try, enjoy the journey, enjoy the ups and downs of it. You really have to enjoy the ups and downs of it because there's no other choice. Like, like once you make it to where you want to be, it's not going to become any easier. In fact, it will probably become even harder. So that's why you really got to gotta enjoy it. Enjoy the process of becoming better, of improving and understand where your motivations lie in that your your motivation shouldn't be money. It shouldn't be cars. It shouldn't be so you get invited to events. Your motivation should be because I love doing this. I love the process. I love the grind. I love the hustle of this. And it's grind season, baby. That's that's it. So, as a player, guys, you always have to know what your goals are. What is your ten year vision? Um, what is your you know, what is your five-year vision? What is your one-year vision? Um, you got to break everything down into what you want to achieve in your next training session today, what you want to achieve in the next one month, in 12 months, in three years, five years, 10 years down the line. You're always got to be setting targets because if you've got no target, then you're just going to stagnate like this. But if you've got a target, then you're going to grow like this, like a wave that's rising up and not just calm waters, like in the Mediterranean, you got, you're waving, waves up. And that's what it's all about. So that's it guys. Um, let's take a, let's take one or two questions. Just reading your comments now. Taddy was saying he would visualize mo movements before he went to bed, visualize tackling top strikers he's going up against. Yeah. Definitely was. And Taddy, well, that's why, you know, read the, read the book, bro. Um, I'm going to show it once more again. Rio Ferdinand, two sides. And if you find value out of his book, if you find like um, you really liked it, then say that that Nick Humphrey told me I should, told you, <laughs> told me I should read this book and now I'm reading it and thank you, I just finished it and now I'm inspired. Um, but um, But read it. In any case, okay? Read it. Books, man. Books. And that's just it. So let's let's uh let's get it with a with a question. How about you? Do you have a um K Shakju Jiao? How about you? Do you have a visualization on this topic? Mm, I'm not exactly sure what your question is, but if you mean, okay, visualization. So do I have a visualization? Oh, do I have a visualization on this topic? Okay. Um, I can tell you in the past what, what it was. So in the past, I would say my, uh, my 10 year goal was I'd be playing. So when I was 16 years old for when I'm 26, my goal would be that I'm playing for Chelsea football club, which is the club I supported. I'm going to be playing as a right fullback. Um, I, and I just came back from the world cup. I was talking about my, what my life would be in 20, 20 something. Um, I just came back from the world cup. I did an interview with this. I watched this concert. I met this person. I'm driving this car. I'm, uh, I'm doing this thing, this thing. And I, I, I pictured pictured it all out to, okay, what would my lifestyle look like? Okay. Um, what would, what would my, my, what would it look like when I entered the training, um, the, the changing room? Like who am I shaking hands with? What is, 
where am I training? What club am I playing at? Um, what are interviewers asking me? I would literally in this much detail write, write it out. Um, and I got a link on my blog. If you guys type in Nick Humph, uh, I think it's called Nick Humph Life in 2014 or something. Like Life in 2014, Nick Humph. If you, if you Google that, like you'll see what I was writing at that time and how much I visualized it. The thing is like once you visualize something, things change. You change, your goals, your goals change. So it's, there's, there's things, moments that happen in your life, events that happen where you're on a path where you have a clear visualization in, in your life or what your, your life, how you picture your life wanting to be. But things happen along the way which can change that vision slightly. Um, so you guys might end up wanting to be the next Lionel Messi and you realize, well, I'm not, or let's say not Lionel Messi, but you want to be the left winger for Argentina. Um, but you realize, well, actually, I'm not a left winger. I'm a fullback. And actually, what I love most about this game after training so hard and working so hard is that what I'm really passionate about is not playing as a left winger, but playing and but coaching and managing. Um, or, or maybe it's like, actually, I work so hard on that training ground. But what I really liked is... <laughs> I'm just going to take this off in a different tangent right now. So free feel to love. But what I really liked was um, that feeling of finish a train, finishing a training and taking a shower, <laughs> uh, taking a hot shower after and that feeling I get. And actually I figured out that I could replicate that feeling from doing meditation. And so I fell in love with meditation. That must, that must be the, the most random thing you've heard today. But, but, but there, there are certain certain things that you just can't predict. That things you you follow, like on, you you listen to your heart, you listen to this, you work towards your dream, but but something will happen along the way, and you and you thought you were passionate about something, about working on something, but then you experience something on your journey where you thought, oh, actually, I'm really passionate about this, and this is why I do this. Actually, the real deep reason of why I play football is so I can take a hot shower after and feel have this feeling of zen um after and that's why you got into meditation because you have that same feeling when you meditate like things like that it's it might be it, it might um sound so random to you guys but but that's it's just true or like yeah I, I use the coaching example um but this is exactly what happened with train effective i i had this goal in mind of like oh i want to play for chelsea i want to I want to win. Um, I want to win the Premier League title. I want to, you know, play against. Um, I want to play in front of big stadiums and all that stuff. And that was that was always my that was my goal. But a few years down the line, I I thought I felt I what I really loved was like, actually, why I really love playing football is not because I just love playing football. I love playing football. Okay, I I love kicking the ball. I love training. I love training. But that's what I loved. I loved the training. I loved planning i loved organizing i loved scheduling i loved i loved doing workouts which people said are effective i love training effectively um i love training every day i did training every time i did training i fell in love with that i love that process of getting better and that that i'm i enjoyed almost as almost even more than playing matches um but I never would have done that. I would never have learned that unless I wholeheartedly put myself, put everything into saying, okay, what I feel right now in my heart is that I want to become a professional footballer and no one else is going to tell me anything differently to that because I want to achieve this. I want to do it. And based on my life experience at that moment, when I'm 16 years old or 15 years old or 12 years old, whatever you are, I was 16 at the time. I'm like, you know what? There's nothing else I'd love to do than be a professional footballer. So I'm going to go for it because life is short, one life, boom. So that's what I went for. And along the way, different things happen. Um, you see life at those top levels. You see how people are really living. You see different things. You You always question yourself. Okay, do I really love doing this? Do I really want to 
push myself higher at this thing or actually if I really think about it, if I'm going for a walk outside, I'm like, oh, actually, I really love that training part. Um, I love scheduling. I love planning it. Every day is better because I train. And that's why we have Train Effective. And that's why um, you see Train Effective now. And like, I, I love Train Effective. I, I work on this stuff every single day with Train Effective. I train, like training is my lifestyle. I love, I train every day. My goal is to train 300 days this year out of 365. I've already trained, um, I've already trained, uh, I think this year I've only taken um, like seven rest days and it's almost May, seven rest days, but I'm setting myself goals. I love that. I love trying to reach that goal. I love trying to, I love that process of trying to reach that goal. I love training. So you just got to know what you love. You just got to know what you love, you know? So um, to k.shak, S-H-K-J-O-U, that's my answer to you. And um, yeah, we, we got a bit in, in depth there, but that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, Taddy, while creating this team as well with, with Train Effective, Effective FC, yeah. That's also, at, at the time, in my heart, that's what I was like, I saw these problems that were going on in football clubs. It's it's only things you see once you get to the to the top levels, the higher levels, when you see what goes inside in the dressing room, what goes inside behind a club in closed doors. Most of you are too young to have experienced that yet, but you might see in five years what I mean. And that, that's why it's frustrating for me that I got a lot of hate from that Become Elite video. Um, that the become elite video, they like, uh, he was talking about, Oh, well, Nick shouldn't say this or this, this or that, or Nick is using this, this as an excuse of why someone shouldn't play. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that at all, but me as someone who, who sees what we're doing with train effective as a, and, and my own thing as a platform for change, a, a way to make a difference in this world, a way to create something new, to create something that is valuable to the world then that was my whole idea with it. It was like, it was like doing effective FCs and that can, can we create a new example? Can we create a more positive force in football, a more cooler thing to do with effective FC? Um, and that's always been the idea behind that. So that thing's going to take time, by the way. Effective FC doesn't just doesn't come in a year, but we have played games. It's a lot of fun. And we're going we're gonna to keep doing it in the future until one day in May, Maybe a main focus, but with what I got to do is, is do a YouTube video update. So by the way, if you want me to do a YouTube video update where I can talk about all these things, just say yeah, because because um, train train effective the YouTube channel should have some more stuff on it. But um, but yeah, I think it's important to to let everyone know where I'm at, where we're at at the moment. You know, so yeah. Um, Andrew put the laughing emoji. You didn't mean to put it. That's all right, bro. Marco, if it helps you, do it daily or each uh, each few days, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, SP Sono says, SP Sono ninety twenty six says, you help me. You help me, um, what do you say? You help me a lot to improve. I got my I got my trial and I got into a very good team. Thank you, bro. You're welcome, man. Train effective, that's what we're all about. Um, train effective, that's what we're we're all about, man. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Sharok says, what do you recommend? Visualizing when I'm playing professionally and living my dream or visualizing this season in my mind? Okay. Love that question. That, that really shows you've been paying attention. Um, great, great question. Let me just repeat that one more time. Sharok says, do you visual, do you recommend visualizing when I'm playing professionally and living my dream 
or visualizing this season in my mind. Um, you got to do both. So like visualization, look, this is the thing about visualization. Your visualization, your visualization, <laughs> far out. You're visualizing, <laughs> far out. You're visualizing, visualizing constantly. Every minute of the day, you're visual, visualizing something. Um, before a game, before a training, before a workout, bef- when you wake up in the morning, when you go to sleep at night, you're thinking about something. Um, and most of this takes place in your subconscious here. The subconscious mind is very, is, is what does most of the thinking for you, not the conscious mind. So what does, what, what does most of the thinking for you is your subconscious mind. It's, it's what's happening when you're not actively thinking, you're not like thinking about a topic and you're thinking like, like this, like, you know, you're in class and the teacher asks you a question and you're thinking, no. Most thoughts take place in the, the subconscious mind when you're you're just walking, you're, you're not even thinking about what you're thinking about. It's just coming to you. Um, so when I say these things, you're visualizing something all the time and you're visualizing your next game, your next training. You're visualizing your life in 10 years time, what it could be. You're visualizing all the time different things. So you, Sharok, you're naturally going to be visualizing different things. You just got to make sure that the things that you're visualizing are specific, not only specific, but positive, positive things. Um, because what creates low confidence, what creates low self, self-esteem, what creates negative thoughts is thinking negatively, is having a negative outlook on something, is being influenced by that, that, um, hater post on Instagram or being influenced by, by stupid crap you see on Instagram and it influences you, influences you to think a, a different way. It's why I say like your content, the content you look, the last 300 things you've looked at on Instagram are extremely important because if you look at the last 300 things you looked on, looked at on Instagram, it's going to say about a lot about, well, what kind of person are you? maybe how confident you are, how positively you think, all these things take a part. Whereas think of what last 300 pieces of content has this guy consumed to win this, to win that, to win the Champions League. And you think to yourself, well, it definitely probably wasn't about um, Lil Zan or a post by... Lil Zan. <laughs> well, I'm serious. Maybe he maybe he posts stuff positively. I don't know. I don't know about him, but like I'm, I'm trying to trying to think of an example. It could be like um, someone who always goes on the negative negative parts of the world. You know, someone that's that's long confidence. They're always I don't know. They might be bullies or something. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a good one here. But stuff that doesn't necessarily contribute to your goal. And, and you, or you as a player, you as a person, always have to think, okay, what content am I consuming that's positive, that's going to make me think positively? And in my subconscious mind, it's going to play a role up here. And after I, after I keep listening to that guy or consuming the content of this person all the time, it's going to get to me. Um, that's why I've always made the examples of like, well, I only listen to, like most of the content I, I consume is like, Casey Neistat is Gary Vaynerchuk is um, is books like this. Like this is the only, instead of scrolling three hours up and down on my Instagram feed, I'm reading this. So, so this is a difference. Who inspires you? <laughs> Tadiwa, you're reading, reading it like, um, t- uh, if you guys don't know who Tadiwa is, he, he's watched the, um, the hundred day challenge. Tadiwa watched the hundred day challenge. Like, five times in a row now. I don't know, but he's already referencing day 85 when I said block all your followers. Oh, so, so, so Tadiwa says, um, this is what I said in day 85. He's like, Tadiwa says, um, so you said something about block all your followers and follow five people who inspire you. Yeah. Block all the people like don't follow all these random people. Just follow five people only. 
five people that inspire you and just follow, follow solely what they post about. And that will change your life. That will literally change your life. But are you actually willing to take the 10 minutes or the 20 minutes or whatever to just unfollow all the people, go through your list and unfollow all the people that, that are negative, like negative, don't add any value to your life whatsoever. It's picture of, pictures of babes on Instagram or hot guys on Instagram. It doesn't do anything for you, you know, or like, you know, you're following Justin Bieber. I mean, what, what is, come on, man. What, what is just, how is Justin Bieber following Justin Bieber going to help you reach your goal? But if you're that relentless and single minded and single focused and you want it that bad, you will do things like that, you know, so you don't distract yourself from anything else. But it's only if you want, if it's only if you, you, you really want it, you really want to take steps that, to get to that level. Because you have to be single-minded. You have to be. You have to have this level of focus. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, um, this is. Uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow. This is the 30 days of dedication. We got five days. No, four days left of the 30 days of dedication. So, um, KB10, just um, DM us this question. Neme. H7, SP, chat, everybody who's on, on here right now, Doran, um, Tadiwa, all you guys just, we'll, we'll keep talking tomorrow. We'll keep doing Q&A. So it's not over right now. All right. So you guys know the two words. You guys know what the two words are. And that's what we talk about on a daily basis. Stay effective. Because effective we stay effective, yes. What? Um, that's it. Great book, SP. Relentless, yes. Well done. You're the best too. Love it. All right, guys. Stay effective. Train effective. Evan, Tadiwa, Doran, you guys are the best. You guys are dedicated. I can't wait to... I can't wait. I cannot wait to see where you guys go in your life over the next 12 months and beyond because... The consistency you're showing is a very good sign. Peace. Thank you.